everyone. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you. Off and rolling on this now uh, Friday morning, a football Friday. Yeah, sort of. We got a Super Bowl, but it ain't no Eagles. And it feels a little weird, but look, we'll get into it. Chiefs and the uh, Niners, obviously, on Sunday. We're broadcasting from Borgata today. Wonderful to be with you. Of course, this is also the day after the Sixers. Very, very, very active with the NBA trade deadline. Bought what you'd call minor moves or marginal moves. Not certainly big moves, but they were active, so we'll get into that reality. We'll do some Eagles stuff today for sure. Flyers, they win again. Good job by them uh, out of the All-Star break now with two in a row. Britton Covey and other Eagles with some notable comments yesterday. We'll get to that. Phillies, some off-season stuff as they gear up for spring training in just a couple days. And certainly you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Joe. Hello there, John. Paris has public fountains that dispense sparkling water. And that's odd. It really is odd. And there's 17, Fancy. 17 sparkling water fountains. They started doing this in uh, the autumn of 2010. Wow. Started putting sparkling water. You Perrier. can press a button and you get sparkling. Wait, you got to pay or not? Uh, it doesn't seem like you have to pay. I, I think you just go up and you press yeah. a button and not you my get kind bubbles of, if you want. Look, not my kind of water, but not a bad deal if you're into that kind of thing. See, I'm surprised. You seem like oh, a fancy You do seem guy. like you would like oh, sparkling water. come on. You really do. What, what do you mean? <laughs> you hold, find up, that surprising? hold up, hold up, hold up, fancy hold up. Fancy bubbles type what guy. What is wrong Why with is that bubbled water? It's seltzer water. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, all right? No, no shots at seltzer water on this show. <laughs> seltzer. Was that your attempted humor or what was no, that? Seriously, what do you think bubble water is? It's seltzer. They're all versions of seltzer. Don't you dare come hello, out of my friend. Hello, everybody. Joe claims to not use bubbles in his bathing. That's correct. Time. You guys know the. There's only. You guys know where the bubbles come from when I'm bathing. Oh God. And I'll leave it at that. All right. Um, let's get to it here today at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So, we got a Super Bowl on Sunday, and uh, it is not breaking news that it is the. <laughs> John, did you just get that joke? No, I just, I just, I, I just. You got it, it though, right? It never, it never ends. It never, never, <laughs> never surprises me, I'm a child. Me, I guess. Like, I'm what a, are you doing? Why, a, why do you do that? Why I'm do you a, say stuff like because that? Because I'm an why actual go child. There? Ah, because, you know what? Can I tell you why? Because I don't want to move on, but I'll say this. There's a lot of people listening right now that have done the same. They don't admit it on the radio, but they've done the same. Right? What do you mean? I, what, I'll, what exactly are we talking about? I will about leave here? it at that. Yeah, All right. Super Bowl Sunday, two days away. Um, certainly not breaking news to tell you it's going to be the Chiefs and the 49ers. Um, let me repeat, though, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And, guys, i got to tell you, it's going to be a tough one to watch. This is going to be a tough one to watch, uh, real tough. I mean, I, I cannot say that I'm exactly looking forward to to the Super Bowl. I mean, what what a what a disaster. It's and I still mean the a Super disaster Bowl. from an Eagles standpoint. The freaking Chiefs and the Niners, are you kidding me? Yeah. John, well, this is John, this is a train wreck. For for my Eagles no, part, this it's is not a, a disaster. It's a great game. They are great teams. I they are great am teams. personally experiencing some fatigue at this point. <laughs> I did not expect to hit this wall of fatigue. Because as you know, like I was, I was fully invested. Of it's, it's now been two weeks, though. This really does feel like a lot. When it's not the Eagles, wow. Yeah, these, I know. These days stretch, and and when it's all 
red teams. And when it's all teams, I, I kind of knew, you know, pretty well. And, and when it's teams, you know, that we were familiar with because of our background, you know, we, we got some resentment all around yeah. and we got some history all around. A lot of history. Eagles beat just, one, this year, Eagles beat one, lost the other. Yeah. It's, you know, painful. Last year, last year was that. inverse. Last year, they beat the other one and lost to the other one. You, yeah. And you can't help but think yeah. about that stuff. How do we compare? How do we stack up? Uh, it's, it's, Difficult to stay focused for me on on what's really going on here. Like I, I, I talked about it last week. I'm focused on Jalen. Is he smiling enough at the sp- skills right, competition? Right. Is Jason Kelsey <laughs> taking the lead with the other offensive linemen in the NFC? Yes, he is. I can tell he wants to come back now. You know, like I'm trying to so draw that, conclusions. So John, that, that means like, I don't want to say nothing to me, but it means little to me. Here's the deal, and, and I'm curious where everyone's at at two one five five nine two. 94-94, as we either, as we often do, even if the Eagles aren't in it, gear up for a Super Bowl or, or just uh, exist with a Super Bowl. Like, he, here's where I'm at. I, I remember years ago, Bud Selig, you know, after the, uh, that, the, Seltzer, where was that debacle at the baseball all-star game? Was it 0-2 in Milwaukee? Milwaukee, when they, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. the, so, the tie so after, you're talking about? Yeah, so after that, you know, baseball's like uh, for the next all-star game because then home field advantage came from it. You know, this one counts. It counts, Joe. Oh, okay. This one counts. And I remember you go back in the late 90s. The Broncos won a Super Bowl. And I remember Pat Boland stood there. And it was so weird how his voice got so deep. But, you know, John Elway won a Super Bowl. And Pat Boland stood there. And, you know, uh, this one's for John. It's like, okay, well, John Elway's won a Super Bowl. It's kind of cool. Like, here's how I feel about this Super Bowl. This one hurts. This one hurts. I mean, yeah, I'm going to watch the game. We're all going to watch the game. I do expect it to be a competitive and, in many ways, compelling game. I do think they are certainly two of the three or four best teams in pro football and maybe the two best. It will be a competitive. Maybe the two best. It will be a compelling game. It'll be fascinating to see the the strategy that both sides employ because that's what both sides are great at. No, I get it. But you know what? It hurts the heart. And, by the way, let me be very clear. No play on words related to Jalen Hurts when I say that. I'm not going there. Where I am going is it hurts because, you know, like as if, for instance, in the last 52 weeks, the Eagles have beaten both teams. Well, 53 weeks now, because when they beat San Francisco, it's like 53 weeks ago now or 54. So in the last 54 weeks, the Eagles have beaten both teams. So it's not like the Eagles weren't of the ilk to be able to hang with these teams. In the last 54 weeks, they're two and two against these teams. So there's for my what, how things have changed. That's right. You know, this that's, I, I that's am right. worried. I'm that's worried right. watching this game, Joe, that when when we check it out, the, the schemes that we see, you know, it'll, it'll harken back and we'll start worrying. Are they now in a different tier than we are? Can we catch these well, teams who are leaping ahead, who leapt ahead of us schematically uh, this season? See, that that's also going to hurt because. We're all going to watch this game, you know, to see what happens. But we, we have, I think, our eyes a little bit more offensively uh, attuned to schematics. And, and I guarantee you what we will see on, on uh, Sunday will be two offenses that are scheme impressive. Now, it's not to say the opposing defenses can't stymie them to an extent. There's two outstanding defenses out there. But the Chiefs and the 49ers aren't going to lose because they're scheme dumb. And and the Eagles I, and lost because they were freaking scheme dumb. Yep. So that so story that's story so that's irritating. Here's what's also irritating. Here's why this one also. And again, I'm, I mean, listen, maybe you disagree with me. 
maybe you're all geared up and charged up for the Super Bowl. And good for you if you are, honestly, good for you. But if you understand where I'm coming from, I'm curious to hear from you at 215-592-9494. I mean, to me, this one hurts because the Eagles collapsed from 10-1. and one. This one hurts because of who's in this game. This isn't like Buffalo. This isn't um, Detroit. I mean, guys, this is Kansas City who beat the Eagles last year and San Francisco who took the Eagles' hearts this year. And who, by the way, last year, after that whole thing in January, into February, into March, the 40 winers, you know, like credit to them. They proved They busted something. up the Eagles. And Lane Johnson basically yeah. said as much yesterday. You know, and, and here's another thing when I watch this game on Sunday. I can't think about, nor do I want to hear about anymore, that the Eagles were tired. Oh, tired. You know who should also be tired? The Chiefs. Yep. They've been to a conference title game six years in a row. They've been to a Super Bowl for the last six years, two in a row. You know who also should be fairly tired? San Fran. They played one last game than the Eagles did last year. One. Matter of fact, they, they actually played the same game. I don't think people are they saying get, the tired get a thing anymore, Well, but man. people were. You know, the schedule. Oh, it's a hard schedule. You know what a first-place schedule? The Chiefs. You know, also had a first-place schedule, the Niners. Yeah, check out. Yeah, the check out these teams. Uh, yeah, their, yeah, not, their their path, their not, path. Hey, by by yeah. the way, this game. And when we're talking about schemes, yep. I I am fascinated for this game because of the scheme because this is going to represent the reclamation of the run game in today's NFL. Like that's part of my interest yeah. in this game. That increases my level of of, of wow. Interest is peaked. Because I believe the fullback's going to come back. I believe extra offensive linemen are going to come back and more tight ends. And all, and all these schemes that you see a lot in places like Detroit and places like San Francisco. So, John, I was, when they win yeah. against little defense, little, little defenders, it's going to start this trend, this ball rolling in the direction that I want it to roll. And I can't wait to see our offense start to employ more of the run game like these teams that win yeah. are going to show But us. here's the problem with that. You know what that and a hoagie on Super Bowl Sunday gets me? A hoagie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 it just doesn't – I hear – John, I hear you. And, and, yes, of course, hopefully the Eagles can implement things that these successful teams do and reinvent themselves in offense, and some of that should be running the ball more. I, I agree with you on that. Of course, running it better as well. But it's just – this is going to be a tough one. And, I, and I'm curious at 215-592-9494 – if you're aligned with the way I'm thinking or not. I mean, guys, this was a game the Eagles were in last year. They were supposed to win it, and they were on the doorstep of winning it. They were like Smarty Jones in that third and final race of the Triple Crown. They had it. What a lifetime they ago, They had it. And then, what a lifetime ago. Oh what a God. lifetime ago for that team. What a different – But, you know, different what, but John, you know what wasn't a lifetime ago? Did it feel ago? like we were in the running for this one Well, at any point? Well, yes, early December. Uh-huh. Early December, who was the favorite to win – this yeah, game, guys, early December, January, it's two months ago. Months. Yeah, it's like two months and a week ago. The Eagles were favored to win this game. So, you know, I'll eat my hoagie. I'll have my chips. I'll have my pizza. I'll have whatever the heck You're just my doing hoagies. I don't know. Whatever the heck my buddy's got. But it's like, well, I'll take some. But like, <laughs> man, man, were they really wow. favored to win this game then? Or yeah, were we were, were we sort of deceived? Were we Well, a thinking, little bit of both. Yeah. A little bit of both. Two things can be true at once. So curious where you stand on this. And by the way, we also have today's Twitter poll question of the day. Who do you think wins the game? Twitter poll brought to us by Armin Chevrolet with Red Tag Bonus Cash on every new Armin Chevrolet Equinox it ends soon. 
Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today's question, who wins the Super Bowl, Chiefs or 49ers? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter, and certainly you can uh, – and certainly you can uh, hop aboard the phone lines as well, 215-592-9494. All right, Sixers with the NBA trade deadline. We're going to get into that up ahead. Britton Covey with some notable comments wow. yesterday. We will address that. We will rock all your calls and all these topics. By the way, we're giving away Usher tickets today, which is a great prize. He's going to be playing Super Bowl Sunday. He's also going to be playing in Philadelphia later this year. Usher tickets on the line. Your thoughts on all of this. Plus, we've got a bet that already might have controversy around it. What that means, we'll get into that. Joe Camera, John Rich, your phone calls from Borgata. Is this one hurt for you, Super Bowl? Is this, does, does this one weigh heavy on the heart? Chiefs, Niners, no Eagles, no Lions, no Bills, the freaking Chiefs and the Niners. Joe Camera, John Rich on 94 WIP. So I'm feeling fresh and fly after finally getting that much-needed haircut. But speaking of fresh and fly, I want to take a minute to tell you about my friends at the Bush Auto Group and their Valentine's Day specials. Listen up, lovebirds. If you want to impress your sweetheart this Valentine's, swing by Bush Nissan of Limerick or Bush Nissan of Exton today. Check out their sweet deals on Rogues and Pathfinders. Trust me. I've been a customer myself, and these guys know how to treat you right. This month, enjoy savings of up to $4,000 off 23 Nissan Rogues. Enjoy rates as low as 0% on select 24 Nissan Pathfinder models. Who needs Cupid? Hey, Joe Cameron here. Valentine's Day, guys. It is almost upon us. We're obviously coming down to the wire. It is, from a shopping standpoint, crunch time. you got to get a gift. Come on. And if you're still dragging your feet, here is my advice. Get yourself to Family & Company Jewelers in, uh, in uh, Marlton, New Jersey. Of course, South Jersey's diamond destination. They've got an amazing array, amazing array of jewelry, an incredible selection of gifts at every price point. So you're guaranteed to walk out with something that will make you look like a rock star, an all-star this year. Look, Family & Company Jewelers knows what you want. You want to get the lady in your life something wonderful. They know you want it at a reasonable price. They know you want it with... You know, customer service that will make you happy and obviously expertise that will make you happy. And uh, they can provide all of that and more at a showroom that you just have to see to believe. On Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, tell them I sent you. They will take wonderful care of you. By the way, they'll also take wonderful care of you if you don't tell them I sent you. But they will just treat you great. So get yourself to Family and Company Jewelers. You can also, as always, shop online at FamilyJewelers.com. Begin the process if you want or end the process if you want at FamilyJewelers.com. It's Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. Brought to you by Window Nation. Eye-opening Britton Covey comments on what went so terribly wrong with the Eagles. Says they got emotionally tired from trying to figure out the issue. Miscommunication from coaches to players. Finger-pointing from player to player. Covey appearing on the Chase Senior 49ers podcast. Sixers acquired Buddy Heald from the Pacers, getting some much-needed outside shooting. Three-team deal Sixers trading away. Patrick Beverly, Jaden Springer, Daniel House Jr., Marcus Morris, and Furkan Korkmaz. Flyers a second straight win, 4-1 to one over the Jets. Window Nation, save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, no payments for 24 months. WindowNation.com. Sun, some clouds, high 57. It's currently 41. To listen to 94 WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP.
right, from Borgata, Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie. We're going to get into those Britain Covey comments and more here. Let's also go to the phones on the Super Bowl, the Phils, the Sixers from the trade deadline, everything that's on your sports mind. Certainly an intersection of uh, really all four teams going on in Philly sports right now. But unfortunately, the two that will take center stage in America this weekend are not Philadelphia sports teams. Freaking Kansas City and San Francisco. Let's kick it off with Will in Northeast Philadelphia. Will, what's going on, buddy? Good morning, Boutron. How y'all doing this morning? Doing well, Will. This is an early call from you, Will. You're, you're normally later in the day. Good morning. Oh, man. You know, I'll I, I be here early, you know, getting this little overtime. Man. Will, know, what, did, what did Dr. Ben say, Will? What did Dr. Ben say <laughs> in the 1700s? Let's go. Er, fi, fi, finish it out. Morning. Will, here we go. Early to bed. Finish it out. Early to bed, then what? Early to rise. Boom. Keep, keep going. Uh... I don't know. Makes a man, or in this day and age as well, a woman, healthy, wealthy, and wise. All right, Will, I'm sorry, buddy. Go ahead. You know Howard Eskin is going to be a doctor soon. I did see that. (laughs) I saw that. Dr. Eskin. (laughs) Giving a commencement address. Uh Uh-huh. Classic. It really is. All right, Will, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. No problem. Uh, You know, I I feel the same way, man. We got to watch a Super Bowl where – the Chiefs and the San Francisco 40 winers, man. Tough. It's like, Tough. you know, the coach that couldn't get us one, and then we lost to a team that we should have beat, you know. Um, but my thing is, uh, I think the MVPs for either team should be either McCaffrey or Plachenko because I, I really believe they're the one. They're like the, the, the keys to their success, man. And they don't get a lot of props for, you know, when they when they take the game over. One more thing I want to say is I always said that in the beginning of the season. I said we need a power back. We need a power back. We need a power back. And now you see what's in the Super Bowl. You got strong runners that can wear a defense down to open up the rest of the game. And that's I believe that was one of the – key things that we was missing. Well, who's, I, the we power, who's the 49ers power? Who's the 49ers power? Well, you, these backs are in different categories, man. Pacheco and, and, and McCaffrey, I just I don't even consider them in the, in the same, like, universe. Yeah. The way that they're like, used, they're, it's so exactly, different. Like, they're unstoppable, man. And it's like, they run hard, man. And they don't mind the contact. You See, I will, if I had to choose, I would have both of them as my power backs, because guess what? They wear the defense down. And if you look at Pachenko, man, that guy, you could, anytime he gets Look, I love him, Will. I do. I'll tell you, last year, Will, great phone call. Last year when the Eagles lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs and when I was watching that game, I'm like, what in the world is going on here with this seventh rounder, who I believe was a running back in college, excuse me, a wide receiver. I'm like, what is up with this? Like, what is this? This is nuts. This guy's nothing. And then I watch him this year, I'm like, man, this guy's one of the, Five or six best I, running backs in football. He runs angry. He does. The way he, <laughs> he does. He he like punches the ground with his feet harder than anyone I've ever yep. seen punch the ground with their feet. It's it's they're like pistons. You know, pump 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 yeah. pump pump. Uh, like like those uh, rock'em sock. Like the like in the the ring. You know that the plastic ring with the boxers that have the arms. If you can just keep pulling the triggers, they'll keep going. <laughs> That's the way his legs go. Yeah. Non-stop, forever. But what I'm saying is the way they use him, my gosh, Christian McCaffrey should have been the MVP of the league 
from a production standpoint, I, if you like the run game, Christian McCaffrey this season was everything. Christian McCaffrey, and, and they, he didn't get hurt this year. The way that they use him in the pass game as well, the way they can rely upon him to just, it's, it's almost like Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, the way they say, hey, go get open with an option route. They can do the same thing with Christian McCaffrey, and it's him and Brock Purdy on the same wavelength out there, and, and you can't defend it. Well, look, they're both really good. The offenses are really good, and, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. By the way, big game coverage here on WIP is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. Now, when you call in today, uh, you got a chance to win a really cool prize, and that's a pair of tickets to see Usher. He's going to be at the Wells Fargo Center in August on August 30th. Tickets not yet on sale. There it is. Yeah. Tickets not yet on sale, but they will be soon, February 12th at 10 o'clock. Ticketmaster.com is where you can get the tickets. You can also win tickets uh, here today on our show. Now, here's the deal. Happy birthday has to go uh, out to that Joseph Pesci. Uh, Joe Pesci getting up there a little bit in age, but happy birthday to Pesci, who for most of the movies he was in, or certainly most of the prominent movies he was in, he was a uh, he was typically a number two guy in a movie. You know, you think Raging Bull, he's a number two. You think about some of the, you know, uh, crime-oriented movies, he's Good a number fellas, two. Goodfellas, Casino. Goodfellas, yeah. yeah, or a three. It's like, who's two? Is it De Niro? Is it Pesci in Goodfellas? I feel you know, like Ray- Tommy's the two in, in Goodfellas. I tend yeah, to but agree. I agree. But, I it, but it's close. But, but bottom line is he's rarely a one. Now, he is a one, of course— um, when, you know, two's basically uh, the Karate Kid uh, or Marissa Tomei, however you want to, you know, dial that one up uh, in My Cousin Vinny. But, but here's the deal. We're looking today in honor of Joe Pesci and the many roles he played as a two in a movie for who's the best number two ever in a movie. All the movies, all the years, who's the best two? Now, you've got to be a clear definitive two. Uh, it can't be a three in a particular movie. can't be a one. And by the way, there's some movies that don't have a two. Thelma and Louise don't have a two. You got co-once. So whoever's next is three. Not every movie has a two. Give me a great answer, John, when you think of a great answer. I don't know if you're going Mount Rushmore yeah. or not for a notable number two in a movie. This, by the way, for everyone listening, in addition, obviously, to the Super Bowl talk, Eagles talk, and more Sixers trade deadline, all of that at 215-592-9494. John, who's a notable number two in a movie? I think this is so clever and i would not be able to vote against tyler durden in fight club you know i gotta go back and watch that yeah, i know everyone loves it i saw it one time and i know people i i just i i gotta see it again devin when you think of a notable two in a movie what hits you um i am gonna pass this one because i'm at a loss Wow. I don't think this has ever happened before. Come back to me. I wasn't expecting you to come to me. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know this side topic until you just said it because Rhea told me I didn't Uh, really get what it was. Bad job by me. I should have told you. Bad job by me. No, I should have told you before the show. Rhea, when you think of a notable two in a movie, what hits you? Uh, It's a little bit different, so I don't know if it's going to qualify for your things, but Silent Bob. As the two, oh. I mean, is he I, the two guys in in, in one of the and? movies in Jay and Time Bob Strike Back? Yeah. You could but argue he's the two, one. but he just doesn't he, talk until the end of the movie. So it's like that, I, I know, miss. but every time he says it, it's like totally profound. The stuff that he says, okay. I just I just always think of him as the second guy. Silent Bob Seltzer, who's the two in a movie? Uh, there's a, there's a clear two. This would actually win for three, four, five. Like so many great characters in this movie, uh, but Evan 
from Superbad, Michael Sarah. Oh. No one else does that type of humor like he does. The awkward kind of offbeat thing. He's terrific so funny movie. in that. So funny in that movie. Look, a lot of ways you to go. You thought Superbad was terrific? I really enjoyed it. I think it. it's the funniest movie Hold of the on. 2000s. But this is Joe saying a movie that was yeah, just a good sort point. of like but, frivolous. But, but, but it has ago. a plot. I think it's more that it has, Superbad has a good plot. And yeah. it makes sense. It's not like jokes just to be jokes. It's like a story with jokes. And that's okay, what Joe likes. I have, a, have to I have pass an some like level of I, I don't know like meaningfulness. <laughs> oh, I'm with you, buddy. I'm think with it's you. Like a quality movie. Just Devin, explain just, why. I, I'm offended that that movies have to it's pass okay. his. I don't know. Artistic. Yes. Thing. Yeah. If that's what you call. I, it. I always say when people checklist. say movies, you know, you can only enjoy movies that they're artistic. I'm like, no, there's a lot of dumb movies I love. I there are. The, I actually love. think I might prefer the dumb ones. But but make it compelling in a certain way that draws me in. Dumb Caddy, can Caddy be is more dumb, compelling dumb in than certain ways, but, com- but, com- but it's compelling. Yeah. Don't, don't give me nonsense. All right, Devin, now that you've figured it out. <laughs> okay, well, so this is what I was going to say. I just need to find the name. Judy Greer, it's always like the best friend in any rom-com, so I feel like she kind of represents really any you know, second in command, like the girl that's uh, the main character. She's like a here. four, though, in those. Like this Judy one in- Greer shot in, down. in 13 going on 30 is the second. So take, Jennifer Garner. Take there. that, Seltzer. She's okay. the two in that one. Sure. Look, I think she's the two in a few rom coms. All right. We're all right. talking about the best friend going is usually like 30? a three or a four because like they're the two rom com people. You know, they're the man and the woman are usually the one in the yeah, two. Yeah, but they're. I see. I think the man and the woman are one. She's just fighting. But if they're co ones, then it's a three. We're talking about thirteen going on thirty. We're talking that. That's the movie. Apparently, that we're talking about. Yeah, but it really stands for like the overall archetype, like the best friend. That's always like the funny, witty one. All right, give, give us a great answer here. For I don't Harry know that Fisher movie. and when Harry met Sally is yes, the go-to. Yes, Okay, I was actually going to say that. All right, give us oh. a great answer for who's a two in a movie. There's somebody big. Like, I'll give you a for instance. Red from Shawshank. Yes. He's the two. I mean, oh, my God, my voice well, is that was the, yeah, Wow. Did. That was the winning answer. <laughs> That's a big one. He's I mean, a two. He's a two. Can we hear that later? <laughs> obviously. I mean, he, he obviously is a, you know, I mean, look, it's Tim Robbins, and then it's Red. I mean, Red is the obvious two. All right. Give us a big-time answer. The best answer is going to win the Usher tickets, which is an awesome prize. All right, coming up, the Sixers trade deadline and also what Britton Covey said yesterday. We'll rock your phone calls as well as we broadcast from Borgata today on 94 WIP. Hey, John, we're set for some real mild temperatures over the next couple days, highs in the 50s, but we know those temperatures are going to swing back down, so be prepared when the cold is back next week. Frigid drafts, they'll be coming through your windows, and you will be frustrated with higher and higher heating bills. So do what I did. Call Window Nation. It's time to replace your windows and save big with 50% off on all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, no payments for 24 months. Window Nation's professional installation teams have over 10 years of experience, plus they can install your new windows in one day or less and come with a lifetime warranty. With proven quality and service, it is no wonder thousands of homeowners have trusted Window Nation for their homes, and you can too. With 50% off and zero down plus zero interest and no payments for 24 months, you can. camera here, you know, we all obviously want to trust the people that service our cars. That's why you should do what I do and get your car to United Tire and Service for the fast and friendly service and awesome service that they provide. From a fast oil change to a needed engine repair, they take the time to get to know you and your car. Always working to get you the very best tire prices. They do so by shopping the competition, and then they save you money on all the major brands. They are the experts. They are wonderful people at United Tire and Service. So get 
uh, yourself there. and Check out the many different locations they have, 10 different locally owned United Tire locations throughout the Delaware Valley. Go to unitedtire.com. Again, the website, unitedtire.com. There you can find the location nearest you. Schedule your appointment today, again, at unitedtire.com. You guys know the saying, take care of your car, and it will take care of you and ultimately save you money for a long, long time. So get yourself to United Tire. United Tire and Service. Don't drive alone. Drive United. Brought to you by MHS Lift. Appearing on the Chase Senior 49ers pod, Britton Covey said, the Eagles got emotionally tired from trying to figure out the problems, said miscommunication from coaches to players was happening, and even finger-pointing from player to player. Sixers traded for Buddy Heald from the Pacers, part of a three-team trade, three-team trade including four players, three future draft picks, and cash. Flyers skating past the Jets 4-1 to for a second straight victory. If you're looking for forklifts, a warehouse efficiency assessment, any type of material handling equipment, or if your equipment needs repairs, go to mhslift.com. Sun, some clouds, a high of 57. It's currently 41. To listen to 94 WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Well, that uh, music will work. There's no doubt about that. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie from Borgata today. Wonderful to be with you on this Friday morning. It's sort of a football Friday. Chiefs and 49ers on Sunday. It's also a day certainly for us to react to what the 76ers did yesterday with the 3 p.m. Uh, trade deadline. They were extremely active. Now, there wasn't much by way of, you know, stuff that matters much. Um, I mean, the big thing is Buddy healed in. Um, they also get Cameron Payne yesterday. They get two second-round draft picks. On the way out was Marcus Morris, Furkan, finally out of here, Patrick Beverly, Jaden Springer, uh, Daniel House, and four second-round draft picks. Um, so, look, make of it what you will. What I make of it is kind of a whole lot of nothing, frankly. <laughs> I mean, I, to me, this is a nothing to see here, basically. Um no, it's a, it's a win-now it? move if win-now means the next couple years. Well, win-now doesn't mean the next couple years. That means win-then. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it, if, you, if, you allow, if you allow a flexible win-now target, then this is a win-now move. But it, just, it makes move. no sense because the, the Buddy Heald move, like his contract is up. Yep. The, the Buddy Heald move. Didn't make sense to, to it me. It makes no sense. Uh, well, no, hold on. Sorry. The, the, sorry. The Pat Bev move didn't make sense to me. No. The Buddy Heald move makes sense in that you need a sniper. This guy can absolutely shoot like one of the best in the history of the NBA. Did you see the stat that they put out? My gosh. Uh, one of only four NBA players in history to average three threes a game. Wow. And the names are Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Dame Lillard. Yeah, yeah, the career threes since he came in in 2016, he's only behind Steph that. Curry. But yeah, I mean, he makes his 40, over yeah. 40% oh, he of can his shoot. threes. I've seen him play a lot. He and that number should be yeah. even better with Joel, you know, taking Floor some spaces. of the, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the pressure well, off. Look, here's the deal. I mean, I, I think I'm okay with the Buddy Heald thing from this standpoint. It's, it's what I'd call a marginal upgrade from, from where they were. And so theoretically, if MB comes back this year, and he might, then you got Buddy Heald for the playoffs. But, you know, I think the main thing they were doing was, was really just reshuffling the, the bench situation. 
and then ultimately just clearing out. I mean, they're just clearing cap space for the future. That's really what they did. I mean, Seltzer, that's what they did. James, isn't it that Embiid and Maxi are the only two players on a contract now next year? Uh, wow, I didn't realize that. Is that correct? The I believe that's right. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't. And he didn't sacrifice a first round pick to make the moves yesterday. Right. And uh, gained this... picks overall back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he gave up a he gave up an extra. Yeah, two, I think he gave up two extra second rounders. Or I think I think it makes things interesting. You know, it sets the table for right now is the next move, Kyle Lowry. Well, it is, but that doesn't make any difference He's either. Older. I mean, well, yeah. look, well, this that's team, why they traded Pat Bev. Hold right? on, I mean, why don't you go, go, go team, sign Mo right. Cheeks? Go sign Mo Cheeks while you're at it. <laughs> but this yeah, team, he, he knows how to if, play. Is point he guard. available? Yeah, he's six and he knows how to play point guard with Kyle. I love Lowry. Kyle. I'm, I'm joking, obviously. Hold on, with Buddy Heald, Kyle Lowry, Maxi, and Joel Embiid when he comes back. Like, this is a team that can contend. Yeah, but you recognize Daryl Morey wasn't going in, right? Sorry, Daryl Morey what? Wasn't going in. He didn't Like the big move. He didn't yeah. lean in. Like, no. our poll question yesterday, it's sort do, of do you expect the Sixers to make a both. meaningful trade? Yeah. They did not make a meaningful no, trade. No, you're right. He, he ended right. up having to split the difference because of the unknown situation yeah, with Joel. Totally. All right, yeah. let's, let's go to the phones. Where do you stand on the Sixers trade deadline? What's your interpretation of it? By the way, we got to... Brewing controversy surrounding a bet. I'll get to that in a moment. Let's go to Brandon right now. That in addition to the Eagles, the Super Bowl, the whole deal. Brandon, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, morning crew? Hey, quite a quite a bit actually. We yeah, hey, Brandon, we got we got a lot. We got a there Super Bowl coming up. Speaking of, I'm going to pause on the Sixers and let's talk about football. Let's talk about our birds. Okay. Uh, I am I am not quite all pumped up and sold in on the, particularly the OC uh, coordinator position. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, no matter who's in that position, based on how the organization is run, um, I, I don't know that we will get that much better, right? Like, if, if the word from on high is protect our quarterback and reduce our playbook to be able to do that, are we having this same conversation at the end of next year? And and we have a $7 million a year motivational speaker in our head coach because apparently that's all he's doing now. <laughs> wow. That's funny. No. You know, it, that, I, think, I think the idea that he's, like, completely locked out of offensive meetings and that sort of thing, that is being overblown. Uh, Nick Sirianni is still going to have say on – this offense, he's going to be in those meetings. Uh, maybe a little bit less than what he was, but you know, I, I would expect that he's going to. That, that's what he has told us in the past. He's felt most comfortable doing, being in those game planning meetings with an offense. So, I, th- this narrative that that he's out on in that capacity, I, I think it's inaccurate. Uh, I mean. Listen, at the end of the day, right, like we'll, we'll know in the first couple of games of the, of the year yeah. uh, on, yeah. on, on what this looks like. <laughs> Absolutely. going to be. And, Brandon, um, we'll but, be able to tell quickly if, if, it's, if it's a lot better, like if it's solvent, if, it's, if they're uh, sight-adjusting routes, if right. they're throwing hot routes, if, if Jalen does not break the pocket repeatedly when he's blitzed or when he perceives pressure. Then we'll know that it was a, a an upgrade. Hey, Brandon, give me a great answer here for Usher tickets. Who's a, a great number two in a movie? I'm going to go with one of my favorite movies, and it's going to be Martin Lawrence in the role of Marcus in Bad Boys. You know, that's a really interesting wow. answer. So I just watched Bad Boys. I'm talking like two weeks ago with, with Emily. Yep. She had never seen it. 
Mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence is the star of Bad Boys. Now, I don't know if he's technically the one or not, <laughs> but Martin Lawrence is the best thing in Bad Boys, and he's on screen a lot more than Will Smith. You're so it's, 100% it's up in the air. right, James. 100%. I've, I've seen that movie. I can't believe Emily just saw it for the first time. I you've never that seen movie. it. Yeah, it's so great. All-time maybe, action comedy. Maybe we nixed that answer. All right, speaking of answers, I need an answer, guys, to a question. Now, th- this one, and ultimately, Wechter's going to have to dig in um, to, to get some audio here. So... <clears throat> You might remember two days ago, our great caller, Troy, Northeast Philly, was on the show. Uh, or shoot, maybe, maybe it was yesterday. Yesterday or two days ago, whichever day it was. And Troy had referenced that uh, he thinks the Sixers will get Lopez um, from Milwaukee and that he'll be on the team with Joel Embiid either this year or by the start of next season. And I was like, get out of here. Come on. Don't, don't waste my time. And to the point where I'm like, dude, let's make a bet. If I'm right. You owe me a dollar. If you're right, I'll pay you $100. Now, I believe, and I came in here ready to crow today. Like, all right, we'll cross the trade deadline. Didn't get them yet. You know, wait till next offseason, and, you know, I'll be home free, and I'll make a buck. Um, and maybe that'll come to fruition. Maybe not. We'll see. Here's, here's the issue. I was talking about Brooke Lopez. Robin Lopez is getting cut. Mm-hmm. Robin Lopez no, is available. You said Lopez. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. And, and by the way, you allowed yourself that flexibility quite possibly because they are identical twins and you thought in advance that you could get one over on us by having a two for one. Well, no, so I, honest, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even think of the Robin Lopez thing. I'm being straight up because Brooke Lopez is obviously the better Lopez. I thought it was Brooke, too. Yeah. I, I absolutely thought it so was Brooke. So here's the thing, James. I need you to get to Wechter. Okay. And get the audio. My estimation, it's two days ago. My estimation is that it's somewhere probably in the 730 to 830 range. Um, try, try to have him find Troy from Northeast Philly's phone call. And, and get the audio. Because I believe I said Brooke Lopez. And if I did, I don't believe I should have to owe Troy $100 if they turn around and sign Robin Lopez. Which, let's be real, with you Joel are- out. It's not totally off just the table. already weaseling out of this, man. huh? Like you're, no, well, you're just I mean, you're I think getting out in front bucks. of us. Oh. Look, I, I, I will be honest. If I did not say the name Brooke Lopez, then I'll then I'll I'll be like, all right, I'll owe him a hundred if they sign the other Lopez. But I think I said Brooke. All right, let's go to the phone. So get Wechter on that case. We'll get to that audio. <laughs> it's always there's always a freaking controversy when we have a bet. I don't know why, <laughs> but somehow there's always trouble. Derek and Paoli. Derek, what's going on, man? What's up, fellas? Hi, Derek. How you doing? Super yeah, I, good, I just wanted to touch on the Sixers trade line uh, moves. I, I just they was better off not doing nothing, right? Well, they kind of did nothing. I mean, what what hey. what you wanted to do? Not get Buddy Heald and mean, hold on to two. No, we picks? just got a sniper who made us better. Buddy Heald is going to help Joel. Just so you think that not Joel's just this season, this but year? moving forward. You think Joel's coming back this year? Yes, I do. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And I, I and right. I believe that with Tyrese Maxey playing uh, as as well as we've seen him play, not lately, but with Tyrese playing at his top level, uh, with with Joel playing the MVP plus level that we've seen this year, with Buddy Heald, uh, look, we're a better team. I I do think we're a better team. One thing I noticed about Maxi, and I guess it's only been a, a, a small sample size without Embiid, is like Embiid just opens up a lot, a lot of, of stuff for him. 
Of course so he he's does. being like he's kind of being exposed. Like you know, mm-hmm. is he really like a super max player? Especially you know, and, and B's knees—they're not going to keep getting better just because he's having these procedures. I just see his knees kind of, you know. Well, that's a different issue. Like that's a, that, yeah. Yeah, that's I feel di- like we're just wasting all Embiid's good years. You know, and not well, to be like to be fair, Embiid's wasted some of his own good years, Correct. Derek. I mean, he's the guy in Game Seven of the playoffs last year that did squata. I mean, yeah. honestly, like it's like, dude, step the hell up. I mean, what? I I still don't know what that was. Of all the games Joel's played lame in in the postseason, that might have been the lamest because it was a yeah, Game Seven like and it stunk. It looked like you know, he quit for sure. Well, he looked like the uh, he looked like the Eagles in the playoff game this year. He was dead upon arrival. I'm uh, like, dude, that's that's unacceptable. It was the Game Six that got me when he's like, oh, I couldn't get the ball. I'm like, dude, you are the MVP. You don't sit in a chair and wait for someone. To throw you the there ball. was a lot of finger pointing. Derek, give me a great answer here. Who's a yeah, great number oh, two man, in the movie? This is a tough one. There's so many good answers. I got two. Um, I got, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an outside the box one though. I'm gonna go yeah. with Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid. Wow. Wow. I do think he's the two. Yeah, he's the two, and he's a great two. All right, Mr. Mi- Mr. Miyagi, I like that. All right, let's get to some uh, some Brit and Coffee stuff here. Because, uh, you know, he, he was on Radio Row yesterday. Um, you know, Super Bowl week, obviously, a lot of NFL players are going to make the rounds uh, in whatever town the Super Bowl is in, in this case, Las Vegas. And Britton Covey said some stuff, and, like, this goes under the category of, wow. All right. Let's, nightmare. Let's... This is Nightmare. This is <laughs> Radio Row. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. All right, let's listen to the first part of what was, you know, notable yesterday We'll break this down in two parts. Uh, this is the most notable part of what Britton Covey said yesterday. I definitely think we got emotionally tired from trying to figure out what the problem was. And we kept trying to pinpoint it at this and pinpoint it at this. And um, there was some miscommunication, I think, from coaches to players. There was some pointing fingers from player to player. And there was kind of letting, you know, outside voices impact our love for the game and just the happiness that we had and all that combined to really just kind of make a spiral. Holy mackerel. And this from the, the punt returner. Kick we got to listen and it, to this. And it doesn't mean he's wrong. It doesn't mean he's wrong. John, no, what's, your rea- I, what's your reaction? I think he's being totally honest and yeah, straightforward. I think this is an absolute nightmare for the PR department because he's being absolutely straightforward and honest. Well, it's a nightmare he, for Sirianni. So look, it's a nightmare. Emotionally, uh, emotionally tired trying to figure it out like this is the common theme the trying to figure it out part it shouldn't be trying to figure it out like I I want answers I if I'm a player I don't want to ever get to the point where I suppose that my coaching staff doesn't have the answers you know like I can't even imagine ever being in a in a quandary where I didn't think Andy Reid knew how to beat that defense you know like where he knew the proper response if you get this look we're going to do this and it's going to beat it that's i i knew we always had that advantage yeah and and it really is it's sad that this team did without that yep. feeling uh but it says a lot well, it John, speaks to a lot it explains a ton well it does so it's not surprising to me and i think everything you said is truthful look there's a lot of elements to this first off I, I would say if I'm his agent, I would tell him, Britton, stop talking. Like, this, I don't think this is good for the you. Jalen Hurts comments, yeah. which then he tried to backtrack Correct. on. Yeah. Like, it's just like, dude, this is not good for you. I admire his 
forthcomingness, but I think he's got to be a little bit more savvy as still a young player, not a great player in the NFL. That's, that's number one. Number two, there's a lot that this goes to. This goes to a lack of leadership in that locker room, but the main amongst players. But the main thing that this to me speaks to is, is Nick Sirianni as the head coach of the football team not having a hold of his football team. Don't that, you remember what happened the on the sidelines? It, 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 when I heard these comments last night, I immediately went back to him getting into it on the sidelines with Hassan Reddick yeah. and Devontae Smith and basically going, you know, just shut up and get it. it there was something rotten no question. with that team I, I agree. inside. I agree entirely. So – you know, we'll take your reaction to these comments. By the way, Covey continued on, and, and let's play the remainder of it because then he does sound a fairly optimistic uh, tune. By the way, if you don't know, Britton Covey is the grandson of an incredibly famous author in America uh, named Stephen Covey, famous for a motivational sort of uh, self-help type book called The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, which I have read. And it's, <laughs> he should give it it's to It's great. Nick. It's great. It's a great book. It helped shape me like 20 years ago when I read it. And when you're, what you're about to hear reminds me of someone who's read that book and absorbed it from his grandfather. But it's still, the first part of what he said is out there, but then he continued on and said this. Honestly, I think that you're going to see a team this year that is going to be like, I'm not letting that same thing happen. And I'm not saying like just on the field performance, but I'm not letting that impact me. I'm not letting this impact me. And I think it's gonna, you're going to see a lot more resilient people, players because of it. I know I will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think you can – I know it's, it's so – you want to pinpoint a spot that goes wrong, right? You want to – Brian Johnson. It wasn't Brian Johnson. You know, I'm, I definitely think we needed some changes. And so, you know, we have a new coordinator. I think it's going to be good for us. Uh, Nick Sirianni wasn't – you know, it's, it's a combination, but that answer's just not sufficient. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, but we should have done this. And, and so uh, I just think you need change. You need fresh eyes. Um, but we still got the pieces. Yeah. You know, we still got the pieces this year, and uh, we got 58 draft picks. It's crazy. So we're, we're going to do something. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think we overcorrected in some areas last year and undercorrected in others. Overcorrected and undercorrected, and a lot 